Are you considering investing in a new roof? Then this podcast is for you. Welcome to the Houston Roofer Podcast, where we take a deep dive into the roofing industry and provide you with the latest industry trends, informative interviews, answer all of your roofing questions, and provide a buyer's guide for your next roofing project so that you can be confident in the decision that you're making. Now, here's your host. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Houston Roofer. Today, we're super excited to be here with Paul from AirVent. He is the marketing and communications manager there. And we're going to be talking about attic ventilation today and what you need to know about that. So welcome, Paul. Thank you. It's good to be here. Thank you very much for having me. Awesome. And I know that Laura and Joel have really been looking forward to this. I'm going to hand the mic to them. Awesome. Well, yeah, absolutely. This is going to be a lot of fun. Really glad to have you on here, Paul, because you know ventilation is so important. And that's what we're trying to do here. We're trying to educate homeowners on best practices, best roofing systems. But along with that is ventilation. And it's something that gets pushed to the side or minimized sometimes. And it's crucial to your roofing system and many other things, which we'll talk about. But I mean, first, just tell us a little bit about yourself and how did you get into the ventilation industry? Sure. Thank you, Joel and Laura, for the kind words and for this opportunity. I'm very pleased to be here with you on this podcast. Yeah, so I, I was hired by AirVent back in 1996, and I, marketing was my role. Uh, at that time, it was to help extend our library, don't laugh, of printed materials for the industry. This is before social media, certainly before podcasts. But two years into the job, 1998, AirVent launched it's Attic Ventilation Ask the Expert Seminars, which I'm the host of, and we have been on a mission to further educate the industry, and by default, homeowners, hopefully, about the importance of attic ventilation. And since 1998, I've been hosting those seminars. We did one for you privately not that long ago. That was kind of fun. So that's how I got into it, and that's what I've been doing for the past two decades. Yeah, so you basically, you travel all over the country speaking to contractors about ventilation, right? I do. I do. Uh, so AirVent does these seminars pretty aggressively. It's almost like a rock concert schedule, but it's not that exciting, believe me. <laughs> but it's 30 cities in the winter when roofing is a little bit slower because that's when they're more likely to attend an educational seminar. So yeah, three-month blitz all across North America about the benefits of attic ventilation. And we talk to roofers, builders, remodelers, home inspectors, anybody that has an interest in roofing and hopefully attic ventilation. That's incredible. Whenever you spoke with our team, it was highly informative and you know we do need to know all these things so we can become a master in that field so we can then encompass it with our offerings for a brand new roof. And some of the things like, what are some of the best like takeaways that you know, some of these companies have told you or benefited from getting these courses from you and being able to give those to the homeowners. Yeah. Th thank you, Laura. First, I'll say this, that the seminar at this stage, January will be our 25th year wow. of doing these. At this stage, the program is so heavily packed with input from folks like TrueWorks Roofing and other roofing contractors all across North America that we're able to bundle and take to a market East Coast, West Coast, South, best practices that we've collected, because we're not, we're not a contractor. Like I work for a manufacturer, but we talk to a lot of contractors. So, so one of the takeaways is we're bringing, we're bringing to the industry field tested 
and tried, some are successful, some are failures, attic ventilation. That, that's one of the biggest things. The other thing I would say is that many contractors have said, we were guilty of not factoring in the importance of attic ventilation. And let's be honest, the exciting part of a roof is the roof itself, the roof covering, the shingles, whatever the material is. The vents, that's an accessory, but it's an important accessory. So many attendees have said we were guilty of overlooking the importance of attic ventilation. And now that we're dialed into it, it's paying dividends. Dividends including you're delivering a better service to the client, to the homeowner. You're able to separate yourself from those that maybe are not factoring attic ventilation. And and that's a win-win for everybody. That's amazing. I mean, it's so true. That education you're giving contractors, they're then spreading, you know, to homeowners all over the country. And it's improving homes and improving lives. It's awesome what you're doing. So just tell us, you know, just in general, real broad picture. I mean, why is ventilation important? I'm a homeowner. Why should I care? Right. Yeah. Great, great question. So we should care as homeowners about attic ventilation for three basic reasons. You want to get the heat that might be building up in your attic during the warmer months out in a timely manner so it doesn't make its way into your living space and burden the air conditioner, the refrigerator, any, any appliances that are, might that might be running. So get the heat out of the attic in the warmer months. In the colder months, you want to get moisture out of the attic in a timely manner through the vents. And, and the moisture I'm talking about is the moisture that we generally, that, that we create, generate was the word I was looking for, as occupants of the house when we shower, when we cook, when we run the laundry, when we breathe. Do you know that the average family of four generates two to four gallons of water vapor every day by occupying the house? And, and that water vapor is not problematic in the warmer months of the year because, frankly, the attic is kind of warm in the warmer months. But that shower that I take, that cooking that I'm doing in January, that water vapor is attracted to a cooler, drier place. That's the attic. And if it gets a chance to hang out in the attic, it could condense as frost, water droplets, that could drip onto the insulation, which would affect the efficiency, the capability of the insulation. You might be looking at mold down the road, mildew. So that's the second reason. Fight heat in the warmer months. Fight moisture in the colder months. And then the third reason, depending on where you live, ice dams. It helps, attic ventilation helps to fight ice dams. And I know we're both in Texas. I'm in Dallas. You're in Houston. But in, in northern climates where routinely you have to deal with snow and ice, attic ventilation can help fight problematic ice dams that could occur on your roof. Yeah. So for a homeowner, I mean, to kind of sum that up a little bit, that was great. Like, you know, if your attic is too hot, you're going to potentially have one, your shingles won't last as long, which I'm sure we'll talk about. Number two, your HVAC won't last as long, right? Which is what you're saying. And when there's too much moisture in there in like the winter months, that's when you could get mold and other issues like that. Correct. That, that, that's it. That's it, Joel. And I also want to emphasize that if you burden the air conditioner unnecessarily, that's going to drive up the cost of the utility bills. Mm-hmm. So in addition to saving, prolonging the life of the roof, mm-hmm. you might be helping out your pocket. Right. Your wallet, your purse. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I find that to be a big concern here in the South because we actually touched on all three of those. I mean, I know, as you were saying, we don't get ice jamming, but I mean, we had that hundred year storm last yes, year did. and nobody's homes 
withstood that. And there was so much damage because there's so much improper ventilation. And then yes, in, in the heat of the summer, your AC is just blowing and blowing and people think they're so scared of cold. Everybody's so scared of cold down here. You know, in the South, we're like, bring on the heat. But they over-insulate their attics and just suffocate their attics. Those those soffit vents, which we're going to get into of what those are. Yes. And so in turn, you're, everything's just working so much harder. And there's just such a preventative, just, just open it all up, basically. Yeah. Joel and Laura, if I may, unofficial survey that we did at AirVent, we, we surveyed roofing pros who shared with us from their work experience being on roofs for a living, roof life is cut short 24% prematurely due to improper attic ventilation. Now that's a, that's an unofficial survey that we did of contractors, but it's meaningful to be aware of. You might be cutting your life of your roof short besides the other benefits that we talked about. Absolutely. I, I see it all the time. I saw mm-hmm. it today. I have the most poster child inspection of improper ventilation, lack of ventilation. There's no intake. There's very improper outtake. And there were rusted nails all on top of the roof. And what happens is, and you can tell with what's called thermal cracking along, usually in a horizontal manner across the shingles, you'll see that there's there's actual cracking and granule loss. And that has to do with literally your shingles are just cooking from yes. the outside and the underside. And then these nails make their way, they wiggle their way out and they're pushed out from the pressure of this heat and they end up all over the roof rusting. And then you have all these little pinholes in your roof that you would never know, which turns into potential leaks and other issues. And it's usually... You don't know that until it's too late. Too late. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So Laura mentioned those key kind of phrases, intake mm-hmm. and outtake. Mm-hmm. So do you want to, can you explain those a little bit and sure. what a balanced or properly ventilated roof kind of looks like in that regard? Absolutely. Absolutely. Attic ventilation is a two-piece puzzle of exhaust vents, which are placed high on the roof at or very near the peak of the roof. That's piece one. Piece two, intake vents placed low on the roof, in your soffit, in your overhang, or very low on the edge of the roof. Strips of vinyl or or metal soffit with either lanced or perforated openings that's allowing, hopefully, air to go through. Or you might see rectangular shaped under vents. They come in different sizes. Or you might see a two-inch wide strip continuous all along the under underside of that. So there's a variety of intake vents, but the openings let the air in so it can flush out the moisture, flush out the heat, and then exit through the exhaust vents up high. Yeah. So, I mean, if we want to touch on some really great versions of exhaust vents and kind of like the differences between them, I know one of them we both prefer, and I'd really like you to educate the homeowner as to why. Sure. Yeah. So this, this section, this topic really excites me. So I like to set the table for the audiences in our seminars so they can understand how, how genuine this tip is. Air vent, we're, we're a full line manufacturer of intake and exhaust vents. So it's in our best interest, right? To, to have vents be out there, but we don't put every category on the same playing field. I mean, there's a time to use wind turbines. There's a time to use box vents. So if I was asked, would you rank? good, better, best, 
the categories, not brands. I'm not talking brands. I'm talking types of exhaust. The best would be ridge vent, which is a low profile vent installed on the ridge or the peak of your roof, the very peak, covered over with shingles to match and blend in all along the horizontal peak of your roof. And the reason they're best is because they'll give you a uniform exit of airflow all along your roof. Unlike other categories, the other categories being wind turbines, they look like a chef hat, individual box vents, or individual power fans, that air movement is very localized, very specific to the location of the vent. And there's a time to use those because the house might not be suitable for a ridge vent. But that's 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 my guidance is if the roof is a candidate for a ridge vent, it's top of the line because of continuous movement and the aesthetic benefits too. It blends in kind of nicely. Yes, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, so scientifically, you know, air rises. So it's just the most natural way to kind of summarize what you want is a balanced system where you have air coming in under your soffit and escaping naturally out your ridge. So the air is constantly moving in your attic. Yes, that's a good word. I like that. Constant flow. We have an illustration and I can send it to you if, if it's appropriate. If you've got two side-by-side roofs, Joel and Laura are neighbors and Paul's roofing gives Joel ridge vent, but my competition gives Laura something else, box vents, wind turbines, but you were both candidates for ridge vent. I've given Joel a superior system because the airflow will be uniform. And we have an illustration I can send you where the other vents leave pockets of red. Red means heat, that the air is just not escaping because the air has to go where there's an outlet. Well, Ridge Vent gives you a uniform outlet. I hope that gives you an understanding of what I'm trying to explain. Yeah, absolutely. And just to clarify for, you know, people listening, your ridge at your home is the peak. It's the top of your home where the two roof planes meet at the very peak. And what we would do as contractors to install ridge vent is pop a chalk line and use a skill saw and open your ridge up so that air is coming up out of your ridge. We cover it with a system called ridge vent and then cover that with shingles so that no water or critters or things can get in, but air's coming up out. Right. And Joel, what I've heard from the industry, when a homeowner hears about it for the first time, and then maybe even sees a picture of it, it is so low profile, the ridge vent, mm-hmm. very low profile compared to other options. And then it gets covered with matching shingles. You're going to be hard pressed to notice it on the roof. Mm-hmm. And now what if I was a homeowner and I said, well, ridge vent sounds amazing. Why not add some more? Let's put some, you know, box vents underneath that or some turbines or a solar yeah. attic fan or something like that. And more is more, right? More is better. Yes. More is better when it's more of the same type. Okay. Uh, Joel, you've touched upon the second most common mistake in residential attic ventilation across North America. I can tell you what number one is if you remind me. But okay. number two is combining types of exhaust on the same roof above a common attic. The technical term is short circuiting. It causes inefficient airflow. The two types compete against each other. It confuses things. So our our guidance to the industry, stick with one system, one exhaust system, and let it be fed by the intake vents at the soffit, at the overhang, do its ventilation duties on the underside of that roof, and exit through whatever exhaust is in place. If you're going to use ridge vent, exclusively ridge vent. 
If you're going to use wind turbines, exclusively wind turbines. Should we go over the five types, Joel, or is that too much? Sure, go for it. Yeah. So there's five categories of exhaust. There's ridge vent, there's wind turbines, there's individual box vents, there's power fans, they have a motor, and then there's gable louvers installed in the gable end of the house. Those are the five categories of exhaust, and we really don't want to mix any two of those five. And so they're they're basically just going to keep fighting each other. Like, I want yeah. the air. No, I want the air. No, I want the air. And the air doesn't really know where to go. And so there's not this nice structure down and up, down and up going Correct. on. It's kind of scattered and it can kind of become stagnant. Yes. The air will be inefficient. So the air will be localized to the distance between the second exhaust vent and the primary exhaust vent. Mm-hmm. That's where the air... That's where the air circulation will be concentrated. You're not going to be getting to the soffit. Secondly, if you've got an exhaust vent suddenly called into intake ventilation duty, it might be bringing in weather. And depending on where you are, the listener up north, that could be snow. It could be snow for us too in Texas, that 100-year storm. But anyway, you could be bringing in weather. If if I may, an, an analogy someone gave me that I like to give for very basic terms, it's like having a soft drink straw in your hand. You got a straw and you're holding a Coke, a Pepsi, whatever, juice. One end of the straw is in your cup. The other end's about to be in your mouth and you're going to take a sip of refreshing drink. Now pop a pinhole in that straw somewhere up that straw. Pop a pinhole. Now take your sip of Coke. It doesn't flow as easily. That That's what's happening on the roof in the attic when you mix exhaust. So you wanted to touch on the number one. You told us to remind you. Yes, thank you. The number one mistake across North America in residential attic ventilation is overlooking intake ventilation. Intake, which is the intake vent in the soffit. And it's understandable why it happens. I think the industry at large is aware of exhaust. It's on the roof. I'm already up there doing the shingles. It's top of mind. The intake is somewhat overlooked. But the thing is, that two-piece puzzle, you've got no solution to the attic ventilation if you don't have intake. In fact, we say in our seminar, exhaust without proper intake is not only useless, it's potentially problematic. Mm, wow. Yeah, we see that all the time, you know, in roofs that we inspect, a lack of intake. And, you know, it's something we always want to address with the, the client and the homeowner. So tell me, Paul, you know, if I'm a homeowner, how do you know if you have enough ventilation in general? Is there some kind of like formula or what? How would a homeowner kind of figure that out? Sure, sure. And, and remind me, please, about the rule of thumb temperature gauge Okay. Uh, to, to, to test if it's working. Remind me. Sure. All right, so there is a formula, and I don't think this is the place to go over the formula, but I can tell you where you can find the formula. Perfect. It's based on, it's based on building code, but there are apps. So for a homeowner to determine, do I have enough attic ventilation? Mm-hmm. There are apps out there. AirVent has an app. It's easy. It's, it's friendly to use. It's Apple device friendly. It's Android device friendly. It's based on your attic square footage, which is measured length times width, floor of the attic. If you don't have a clue what your attic size is, how about the footprint of your house? That That's acceptable. My house, I think, is 40 by 50. So that drives the quantity of attic ventilation. And the app, if you punch in the 2,000 square foot attic, the app will tell you, okay, you need X linear feet of ridge vent. You need five wind turbines. You need seven box vents. And then it'll also tell you how many intake vents you have. 
so there is a formula and there are apps and tools out there to help guide homeowners. I do have a rule of thumb for temperature. Mm -hmm. This is a summertime rule of thumb. This doesn't apply for winter. We take calls on our hotline all the time. Hey, I'm not convinced my attic ventilation is working right. How do I know? Your attic ventilation is working correctly. If in the summer, peak of day, the temperature in the attic is no more than 20 degrees warmer than what it is outside. So so we just wow. came off of a series of triple digit temperatures mm -hmm. here in Dallas. Today's a little bit cooler in the 90s. But anyway, let's say it's 100. I, if it's 100 in my attic, then I'll take up to 120 max in the attic. And I'm going to call that attic ventilation doing its job. And, and if I may, Laura and Joel, mm -hmm. because we get calls from homeowners who have unrealistic expectations with all due respect. Look, 120 is still pretty hot. It's not going to be a picnic in the attic. It's, it's, right. it's just not going to be a picnic. But we'll take up to 20 degrees, ideally a little bit less. Does that help? Yes, yeah, it, it does a lot. a lot. Speaking of that inspection, I just went on the attic. It was the last thing I went into. It's typically the first thing that we go into. I was waiting for the homeowner to get there. And I was already kind of hot from outside. And when you go from outside on top of a roof that is hotter because of, you know, the sun beating down on the shingles, and then you go inside of an AC, you know, house, it's nice and cool. And then you walk into this attic and the attic was like the air, it was so hot in there and there, it was so static. Like I said, they have no soffit intake and they had one power vent that was disconnected and they have ton of ridge which we were talking about would be an amazing candidate for ridge vent it's all natural mm -hmm. flowing you don't have to worry about plugging a power vent in and draining your utility bill and none of it was just being used properly and anyway so i went in the attic and the homeowner came in there with me and they're like oh man attics are so hot and i go they are not this this is unbearably hot. I'm actually going to take my photos that I need to, and I have to get out of here because it's just, it was sweltering. And then you, I, you've spoken about before how that actually, that heat is then kind of pressed into, you know, the, the ceiling, the sheetrock, and that's how it's going to keep warming your house and your AC is going to have yeah. to keep flowing just to keep yes. that at bay. And it's just, it's tiresome for your poor house and your poor attic. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Anything to add to that? <laughs> so let me ask you, circling back, you mentioned that, you know, intake is one of the things that is the most common mistake in the industry as far as not adequately addressing ventilation. What are some of the, you know, go into that a little bit more. If you go in your attic, I mean, what should you see? You know, you might think, well, I have good soffit or, you know, can you explain that a little better? I sure can. Thank you. So this is a tip to evaluate as a homeowner. Do I think my intake venting is available and open? Do I have enough vents? Now we're past that. Are the vents I have working? When you pop your head in the attic, hopefully you can get up there, easy access, daylight hours. We should see daylight in the perimeter, along the perimeter of the attic, coming in through those intake vents. And if we don't, why not? Is something blocking them? What could be blocking them? Well, the insulation could be blocking the intake vents, or maybe you've stored something, the homeowner has stored something up there in the attic. But if you don't see daylight, it, it's, it's not, it doesn't mean the, they're not clear and free. It means we should probe and find out why don't I see daylight. Now, one reason could be beyond the insulation is blocking them or their storage. 
and this is a homeowner thing. I've heard roofers say that homeowners will do springtime home improvement and they paint. And they're a little bit aggressive with the paint. I'm talking about an exterior upgrade and they're painting over the intake vents. If you paint over the intake vents and you've globbed over the the slits, the slots, the lance openings, well, then the intake isn't going to work correctly. And our guidance to folks like you, Joel, and I already know you do this because we've talked, when you're, when you're hired to do an estimate for a new roof and you're doing your walk around, flag that. Flag those painted over intake vents, whether you choose to be the one that fixes them or not, but you're going to bring it to the attention. So painted over soffit vents is a no-no. Why don't I see daylight in my attic when I look for the intake vents? That's a common thing. And then just flat out, do I have enough? And that goes back to doing the numbers and and maybe using an app tool, a calculator tool. That's great. I mean, because we don't always want the answer to be call a trusted contractor. Obviously you do for a second professional opinion, but it's so great to inform the homeowner of what they can do, preventative measures, things that they're seeing that they can talk to these contractors about and say, here are my concerns and why. And then, you know, together come up with resolution. So you were mentioning, you know, painting over soffits and some people just might have chuckled at that. Like, why would you do that? Even if you don't know anything about it. And I mean, we had, we had an inspection not too long ago where we saw that they actually had drilled in holes in the wood part of the hardy of their soffit. And we went into the attic and there was no light coming in and we were like, and there was no Installation covering it, and we were just oh. baffled by it. And then we ended up having to do some investigating and took the actual Hardy off, and it was actually boarded over. So it was fake soffit. So the homeowner yes. was like, "I have, I have all of this ventilation, and I don't have anything blocking it, but literally wood was blocking it. So it was there for aesthetics. So we had to go in and fix all that. But just the craziest things will happen in contracting, and the great points that you gave about being able to pop your head in the attic and look for that light around the corners that might scare people if they see light coming in. They're like, "Is that a hole? I mean, I don't want critters in there, you know." But you have to realize those soffit vents are screened in correctly that, you know, that's not going to happen. So yeah, thank you so much for all of the insight and helping the homeowners out that are listening to this because I'm educated every time I talk with you. I'm sure this has been very educational for our listeners. And do you have anything that we haven't touched on that you'd like to go ahead and mention now? I would just like to add that an example of good intentions gone wrong that has come to our attention from contractors is... A homeowner upgrades the attic ventilation, attic insulation in advance of winter because someone said that you need more or they believe they need more. And that's a good thing. Certainly beef up the insulation, but not at the expense of covering over the intake vents. And what comes to mind is a recent story from a roofer. He did the roof many years ago. He left it fine. It was in good shape. Then he got called to come back 10 years later thinking he did something wrong. No. They got an insulation upgrade long after he did the roof and they blocked over the intake vents he had installed and now mold and mildew had. So my my point is, don't think once the ventilation is done, be mindful of it if you do any kind of other upgrades to your house. Just one little tangent on that. What is your opinion on spray foam? We get asked this a lot. Spray foam, um, like for the underside of your decking. Yes, I'm not opposed to using spray foam as your material for insulation versus bats, rolled insulation. But I would not be a proponent 
of skipping attic ventilation. Because I've spray foamed it so thoroughly, I don't need to worry about attic ventilation. I would caution against that. So use the insulation that you want, that you believe is going to work properly. Do some research on it, of course. But I would not forsake attic ventilation along the way. Yeah. So don't have a closed off attic, basically. Correct. Correct. Even if you have spray foam. So maintain the flow. mm -hmm. So just to kind of summarize a little bit, you know, ventilation is super important. You want a balanced system of intake and outtake. You know, some ways a homeowner could possibly kind of see, hey, is my roof properly ventilated? You could walk up to your house, look straight up. What kind of intake vent do you have, right? Make sure you have them. Then kind of look out. What kind of outtake vent do you have? Go in your attic. Is it 20 degrees hotter than it is outside? Do you see light coming in around the perimeter? And then if all that, after all that, you can go to AirVent, right? AirVent.com. You want to tell them a little bit about their app. They could put in the square footage of their attic and it's going to tell you exactly how much to have. And then, you know, let everybody know where people can get in touch with you. Sure. Thank you so much. That was a good summary, by the way, Joel. Well done. <laughs> so on AirVent.com, we have a portal called Homeowner Hut and it's packed with short video clips and tips basically from fellow roofing contractors, but specific to the homeowner Why do I need attic ventilation? Why is mixing problematic, mixing exhaust? Why do I need intake? And we've got short video clips in Homeowner Hut on airvent.com. You can access our app on the website as well. And if you're interested, every month we have our own podcast. It's called Airing It Out with Airvent. And there's a new topic every month. And you might find that helpful as well. That's awesome. Paul, I saw on your LinkedIn, it says you're an author and a runner. Is that right? Do you want to what, tell me a little bit about that as well? Very kind of you. Thank you, Joel. Two passions of mine are running and, and writing. And uh, I, I did write two books. One was about giving presentations. I, I've been fortunate to have attendees of our seminar say, you, you explain things quite well. You ought to write a book about giving presentations. So I wrote a book on that called Grab and Hold Their Attention. And then running, that boy running has just changed my life, not to get too too silly about it, but it, it's changed my life in so many ways. I met my wife running. That's only one of the many benefits. Anyway, it's called Running Can Change Your Life for the Better. And I, I just have found running to be a, a source of blowing off some stress, rejuvenating myself. Anyway, so thanks for that. I am an author of two books. Thank you. That's awesome. Well, cool. This has been amazing. This has been so great. Thank you so much for being on the show. It's been so informative and uh, we really appreciate it. Encourage everybody to go check out your podcast, airing it out with AirVent and check out your books and, uh, you know, reach out to you. And this has just been a lot of fun. So thank you so much. Uh, We appreciate everybody listening. Really looking forward to tune into the next episode for more great educational information about roofing systems and everything roofing. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to the Houston Roofer Podcast. If you found this episode valuable, please subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode and take a moment to share it with your friends. Visit our podcast website to listen to all the latest episodes at www.houstonrooferpodcast.com and follow TrueWorks Roofing on social media. Our handle is Roofing and Check out our website, www.trueworksroofing.com or call us at area code 713-903-ROOF to schedule a roof repair or roof replacement consultation. See you on the next episode.